Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, hold on. I'm going <laughs> to like a sick weirdo. I'm like, let's, I'm going to save it all for the taping. Um, hold on. Okay. I'm going to get started and jump in. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Welcome back to the Drew's News Podcast, where we're giving you all the fun, quirky, and inspiring, informative stories that exist out in the world. Today, we're covering everything from Drake shading Serena Williams' hubby to inside Selena Gomez's birthday wedding party, and we're doing it with a very special guest. I'm not going to lie. I'm really, like, excited. I, I just... I can't wait to pick the mind and the brain of someone who has really come onto the scene and sort of changed it as we know it. Let's just say he or she runs a very popular IG account where all the tea is dropped. They have a new novel out entitled Anon, Please. Please welcome. It's Dumois. <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan. I, I love you so much. This am is amazing. I'm a huge fan too, as far as I think it's probably the business side of me that is, you know, one aspect of many that is so fascinated by what you've managed to accomplish in the world. Um, I, I just, how did you get the idea? to start this anonymous account. I'm curious about the name, the graphics, like how, what was the, the spark that led to the fire? <laughs> well, it's not that exciting. It's much more exciting in the book. I will say that in the book, the fictionalized version of how it went down is much more exciting. In reality, it was during quarantine and I was home in my apartment, um, ordered to stay home, like much of New York. I live in New York City and I was scared and I didn't know what was going to happen in my future. And as a way to distract myself from everything that was going on in the world, um, I took to this account. It was an account that was a, def a defunct account um, that started in 2013 as sort of like a fashion lifestyle blog account. Um, it hadn't been used really in years. And I took to the account. It had about 35,000 followers, none of who I even knew if they still follow the account because it wasn't really active. And I said to everyone, submit any celebrity encounters that you guys have had like throughout your life. It, it wasn't even anything that needed to be current. It was like, just submit anything that you've encountered with celebrities and I'll post it for us to read because we're all stuck at home and, you know, we're kind of all in this together. And that's literally how it started. Can I on ask that day? Did you use the word encounters? Yeah, I think I just said, like, if, if any of you guys have ever met a celebrity or encountered a celebrity, um, you know, write in and I'll post it. And the first story I got was about Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh and I think God. there was actually one about there was one about you also. Oh, that was in the first wave. 
Oh. Somebody saw you in an airport, I think. Somebody had saw you in an airport. Um, it was a positive encounter. I mean, every single Drew Barrymore encounter has been positive. Oh, phew, um, And God. you've always been like super welcoming. Like I've had stories people submit of meeting you at like a restaurant and a bar, like strangers. And you just like sitting down and like having a chat and having a drink. It's like, I, I don't know how you do it. Well, one of the every, most welcoming celebrities. I'm that means so much to me. That's the real me. Like that's much more me. But I do have a rebellion. I mean, I was institutionalized. I've been a bad girl. Like I do have that streak in me. I'm an alley cat. But the much more true to me is, yeah, every human encounter is a chance to make a positive exchange. And I don't really understand why anyone would do it differently. I know everybody has their moments, but you could still be human if you're going through a moment and still make it okay at the end of the day. There's just no excuse for rude, bad behavior, in my opinion. And by the way, if you do, that's probably going to bring out my scrappy side. Like if you're (laughs) a straight up jerk and, you know, it might get a rise in me, um, But for the most part, I'm just really positive. The reason I even chose the word encounter and I zeroed in on that because that to me has such a different tone than like gossip, like gossip almost invites in sort of a trolley toxicity, whereas the word encounter is so smart and interesting because that already sets a different sort of entree, if you will, into the information. It's it's interesting that you chose that word. Yes, the word, it was never gossip in the beginning. I think it sort of, you know, the account has changed also, like in the past two and a half years. But in the beginning, it was just like, let's just share stories with each other about celebrities. And then it kind of also turned into like, let's get to know our favorite celebrities better. Like, what are they like in real life? You know, like the the waiter, the waitress, the car driver, the hotel concierge, like everyone was chiming in about like their encounters with celebrities. And it kind of, you know, I I don't know. I almost felt like a like celebrity therapist, like people were even like writing in like bad encounters. And I, I would have to be like, wow, I'm like really sorry you went through that. Like maybe they were having a bad day. Um, But yeah, it was just like a way to get to know your favorite celebrity better, like in a more real way that had ever been presented. And I understand that that's like a different way to present news. And it was really hard for some people to wrap their head around at first. And it still is because I still get a lot of hate. But that was always the main attention. Where did your fascination of like the real behind the scenes, the like, we're not going for poised, polished press, the narrative. I want the backstory. I want the real encounters. I want people who can give an honest account of how they got treated as a human being. Where did that idea come from? Once people started submitting stories and I sort of, you know, got a handle of the type of people who were following my account, I I wanted more. Like I became more interested. So Mm. it was like, you know, the Hollywood insiders, the people, like I said, that were working in restaurants, working in hotels, you know, celebrity spots who would encounter celebrities all the time. So once I started getting even a little bit of that insight, I was like, this is the way to go. Like, this is the direction that, you know, I prefer the account going. Because of course I would get like, you know, submissions from fans. Like I saw my favorite celebrity at a red carpet premiere or at their book signing. And, you know, those were always like pretty positive, I guess, unless like a celebrity was having a bad day. Um, But I wasn't interested in that, you know, like I was interested in like the more real stuff, like what kind of tippers, like, are they good tippers? Are celebrities good tippers? Like I always post that type of information because that to me, I don't, that's interesting to me, human behavior. See, I love that. I've, I've really been a fan of this account um, and hearing that makes it make sense to me because I do think it's a little fair game when you sign up for a job like this. I do want to remind anyone that's listening that everybody has a slip up. Everyone has a bad moment. But it is interesting to get an insight on the way these people who do reach like idolatry status, it's 
it's a little interesting to know how they treat everybody. Like that treating people is a very important aspect and it doesn't feel gossipy. It just gives me a weird insight into kind of weeding through the BS and finding out, oh, that person's nice to people because you can't be nice to some. You have to be nice to everybody, period. I love that. And it's not easy for some people. And I think we also need to recognize that. Um, so I do give people grace and I do, you know, I do have empathy. I, I want to just also like make that clear. Like I know it's gossip and it's, you know, celebrities, but I do have empathy, you know, when I hear certain situations and how celebrities might have acted in that situation. Because you never know what somebody's going through, you I know, agree. behind the scenes. Have you ever had something come across your desk, so to speak, metaphorically, where you just thought this is going to ruin this person's life? I can't do it. Oh, my God. Yes. All the time. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come that I come across that are litigious that have to do with celebrities. And I pass those off. I pass those off to real reporters, real journalists. Like I am not trying to like cosplay being an investigative journalist. Like that's not my intention. My intention is to entertain and build a community. And that's why I love doing what I do. Do you have a group of people that are your trusted sources where you say, this isn't for me, but I feel a responsibility to pass this along? And do you have sort of a alumni, if you will, that you turn to? Yes. So there are, I have, you know, people that I talk to at a variety of outlets, um, real outlets, you know, news outlets, entertainment outlets, um, that if something I come across, I think it would be better suited for a page six or a daily mail, like I'll pass it off a hundred percent. And then there are, there are certain people that I turn to as kind of like a mentor, um, you know, that work at different publications. Like, do you think this would be okay to post? Or like, you know, what do you think about if I post this? And I, and I value their opinion because they've been in the business way longer than I have. Like, this is all new to me. I'm, I'm a newbie. Oh my God. This is a new career, a new career for me even. So I need their guidance and I need their advice. And there are people that work in the industry that are so nice and help me for nothing. Like they have nothing to gain from it. And I've built those relationships over the past, like almost three years. And it's been amazingly helpful to me. I love getting the fly on the wall insight into this account that you've built up that is just so notorious. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in a positive way. Like it's not easy to come up with an idea or have that spark and actually have it become the brush fire that it is. It's a phenomenon. And may I just add that your book also just got bought um, and they're going to make it into a movie or a show. Yes. Um, HBO Max bought the rights to the book. They're going to make it into a one hour drama series produced by Greg Berlanti. Yep. Um, so that's so exciting. Like, you know, listen, the book is fun. Like people have read it in one sitting. It's it's meant to entertain. It's meant to like, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit, mainly on fashion. But there are like a lot of, you know, celebrity encounters as well. But it's also like heavily fashion focused, the book, because my background is in fashion, which I probably have never really like said on the record. But I was um, just going to say, are we getting a Dumois <laughs> exclusive? <laughs> Whatever. Listen, I'm not hiding like I'm not hiding from anyone. I will say like at first the anonymity was very important to me because I did have another job while I was doing this. And I did not want my boss to know that I was spending so much time and effort on something that I that wasn't my job. So my biggest fear was my I would walk into work and my boss would show me his phone and be like, is this you? Is this your account? Like I was what like, did you say? So well, it never happened. That's why I protected my anonymity like so much in the beginning. But I quit my job, um, you know, a couple months ago. I'm doing this full time. And the anonymity is really just because I'm trying to build a brand. Like I'm trying to, like I said, like create like a new form of media, really. I don't want it to be about me. I don't want to be an influencer. I've, I would love if someone else could be the face of this account. I don't want to be an actor. I don't want to, you know, I'd rather be like the mastermind behind the curtain and just like, I'm so in tune to my audience and I'm so in tune to my followers. Like that's my strength. 
not this. This is not my strength. Like I realize that. So, so would you say it. that this account, this movie in the making, your book is a little bit of like Devil Wears Prada meets Wizard of Oz? Like you are Oz. <laughs> You're the man behind the curtain. Well, maybe the Oz part will come in later because in the in this book, it, it, it ends at a very specific period. I would say it ends around December 2020, um, January 2021. So a lot's happened in between then and now. Um, and, you know, I think that with the book, yes, it shows the craziness that was going on in my life, like at the inception of the account and when it became like so popular. And there's also like a lot of stories like friendships and like relationships that are in there that are heavily, heavily, heavily based on my real life. I think there's a romance in there that people don't think is real, but (laughs) it is heavily based on my life. So, well, I um, feel a sequel already in the works because that's a great (laughs) lead up. And, you know, I I feel like there's obviously a lot more to come. The stuff now we're going to learn about the teeing up of the explosion of Dumois. And then I know we're going to want to hear about the aftermath. By the way, is the boss like a real character? Is this someone you really like left? Is this, you know, is this a fictional character or a real character? So the boss in the book, her name is Sasha. She is a combination of... God, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. She's inspired by real stylists, real celebrity stylists, stories I've heard about real celebrity stylists, and also past bosses I've had. So she's a combination and inspired by both those things. I cannot tell you the amount of celebrity stylists or people (laughs) in the fashion world that I have truly to the core of my being felt so uncomfortable around. Mm Mm-hmm. It, uh, yes. So I guess like that's where the comparison to Devil Wears Prada comes in. But, you know, it's not a magazine editor. It's a stylist. I guess, you know, there, there's a duality out there in every field in the world. But boy, that 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 world is a wild one. So thanks for bringing some light to it. All right. We have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. All right, welcome back. Shall we jump into uh, something you're so familiar with? Some stories and some news. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I love it. Here we go. Let's get into a story. Number one, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis, seemingly shades Drake over his latest song and the lyric which refers to him as a, in quotation marks, groupie. Alexis went to Twitter with a quote, the reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. Game, set, match, thoughts. (laughs) I mean, first of all, you know, Drake and Serena dated. Oh, I did not know that. Well, allegedly. Uh Um, But yeah, I mean, I have a a great sighting of them at a restaurant in Toronto, Soto Soto. That's a favorite of Drake's. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they dated very quietly. So for him to add a lyric about her, you know, he's pining. He's missing her. Who wouldn't? She's like the goat. Hell hath no scorn. Oh, wait, no. Hell hath no fury like a Drake scorned. 
<laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. You know, he's always in his feelings. Drake is always in his feelings. So are we surprised? Really? I, I find it. I, I know he went after Megan the Stallion. I just think that honestly, like, listen, we're talking about it, right? And we're talking about the song and people are going to want to listen to it. So that's why I feel like I feel like rappers like especially use that tactic. And it's a, it's a genius marketing tactic if you really think about it. Well, I'm thinking you know, about it now and- that you've said it. And yeah, that, that <laughs> we are talking about it. So exactly. I guess he made his point. Um, yeah. All right. The next story. Rolling Stone reports on Selena Gomez's very unique 30th birthday party. I didn't know about this. She threw herself a wedding theme celebration saying, I thought I'd be married by now, so I threw myself a wedding. Selena acknowledges all the lessons she learned in her 20s as she looks forward to her 30s. I mean, thoughts, any inside scoop or insights that you've heard about this particular wedding-themed birthday party? Well, before she had the birthday party, I was hearing from people that she really, really, really wants to be in a serious relationship. So having this party... And thinking about, you know, the fact that maybe she's not married and wanting to be on that path. Now it all makes sense, you know, because people always ask me, who is Selena dating? That is one of the number one questions I get all the time. And I have to give it to her. She is private. People don't know who she's dating. She keeps that on the DL. And I give her a lot of credit because it can't be easy. So um, I think it's empowering that she did this. Good for her. I love it. It's a good manifestation, I will say. And for sure, whatever is missing in your life, give it to yourself. Why do you have to wait for another person to give you the gifts that you are seeking? Like just feed yourself, feed your soul, give yourself what you want in life and the rest will follow. And, And with her documentary, I just have such deep respect for the work she does. I was listening to her on Jay Shetty's podcast the other day. And it's like, this woman is really doing the work. She is incredibly insightful about the journey of life. I mean, I would say at 30 years old, she's got the wisdom of someone twice her age. She is you know, it's never really about numbers. It's about the journey. I'm glad she can keep her, you know, private life uh, private. You know, we all, I know lots of people speculate on her love life, um, you know, and until she's ready to sort of come out and say, I'm single or I'm with somebody or I'm dating someone, um, if she can manage to have that be on her terms in this world, I agree. Kudos to her. That being said, are you single? <laughs> I love how you slipped that in. Um, well, first, before I answer that question, I do want to say, and anyone listening who is thinks that they're like, they should be married or they're at a certain age in their life and they're like, why aren't I, why aren't I married? Being married does not define you as a person. Either does having children. So if you are in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and you and you you are looking at yourself like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I married? Don't let that get you down. I feel like there's so much focus on that in our society. And it drives me crazy because that does not define who you are as a person. What's in your heart that defines who you are as a person and how you treat others that defines you as a person. What kind of, you know, mo- you know, daughter, sister, aunt, that's that defines who you are. So I feel like we need to take away, you know, the emphasis on having to be married and be in a relationship. Um, That being said, I am single. (laughs) Um, But there is a love interest in the book. Um, We still talk. I don't know. TBD. It's like up in the air. It's not easy. You know, I'm human just like everyone else, but I like him. And and he still circles in the in the universe. Yes, he still circles in the universe. He lives in L.A. and I live in New York. So that makes it hard, Um, but not impossible. Well, not impossible, but he has other priorities, which he's made very, very clear. And I'm just not one of them. So. I, I, I think I need to like, you know, move on from it, but it's hard because I like him and it's been in the book, like, you know, he was there from the beginning. So it's been, I've known him for like almost three years and it's just a bummer. 
You know what I mean? When it when things don't work out and you like someone, it, it winds up being just a bummer. Like, how else do you describe it? I dated a guy a while ago who I would literally call a one-way ticket to let downtown. Yeah, exactly. But did you do you stop? Like, if you're enjoying that person's company and, like, also, like, the sex is amazing, like, it's so hard to pull away. It's so hard. I it's also, really hard. I've gotten confused. First of all, I just want to agree with you on otherhood and, you know, not letting a marriage or children define you. I think when somebody is slippery and you can't harness that secure feeling, that doesn't work for me personally. Me either. And it actually makes me spiral <laughs> into like a dark place because you're constantly questioning yes. all of their actions. Every second you're questioning, like, what are they doing? Why aren't they texting me? Like, why didn't they respond back? Like, it's been an hour. Like, why aren't they texting me? And it's just like, it almost is like not worth it. Does he know everything you do? It seems like from what you were saying, like he's been there from the start. Does he know? Yes. What? Yes. He's uh, in the industry. Mm -hmm. He's in. He's in the industry. He was actually like someone who was kind of like a mentor to me in the beginning. And helped me with a lot of things. Um, See, that's so, a bond. You know, I mean, this person really knows exactly. like the real you, which is going to be something very foundational. Right. But it's like, it's not working out. It's not. Why do I have to compromise and say like, like to your point, like, why can't I just be casual? And why can't it just be fun? Like, that's not what I want. It's very hard to admit, admit to yourself and say out loud. That is not what I want. It's I'm, very hard when you're in that like situation. I'm telling you, I want so little and I still can't have it be. <laughs> uh, uh, there's so much elusive, unaccountable behavior out there. And I think for the little I want, my brain is wondering the same things you just said. Why aren't you texting me? Why do I not know when our next plan is? It's like, right. I'm just like, be able to make a plan. Plans make people feel so confident and they know where they stand and you don't have to do a lot more than that, but you got to let people know where they are. You got to be reachable. You got to drop some thoughtful things that are connective here and there. It's so simple, but it is hard to find. It is hard to find. And isn't that such a shame? Because it isn't that hard to just text and check in or text and be like, looking forward to that date in a couple of weeks. Like if I were to make a date three weeks from now, I would have anxiety from today until that day if if it was or was not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I just have that like level of like, I guess, like trust that I don't have in like humanity and men, you know, it's like it, it's almost not worth it, Drew. You know, sometimes I'm like, is it even worth it? I'll just be alone. I think maybe someone will come along and I've, I am saying this not hypothetically. I'm saying it because it's what I have personally practiced, which doesn't work for everybody. It's just my journey. I have said, I am so happy to be alone. Someday someone will come and turn my head and behave in a way that will help me build trust over time. And I will be open to it when that occurs. And nobody's done that for me so far. So I haven't been willing to engage past, you know, some simple getting to know each other. I found getting to know them. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I certainly know everything I'm not looking for. And so when they feed into that and check those boxes of the things I'm not looking for, I just make my way out of the room and that's that. But that's okay. Like, I think that that's a healthy way. That's a healthy way to look at it because why should you compromise? You shouldn't compromise anything that's on your checklist because then in the end, it's not going to be a good situation anyway. I agree. But we often compromise so much. God. I, I agree. And you don't need to compromise and someone will come along that brings you out of your shell. Our next topic, um, <laughs> this is a, a funny dovetail. Um, this is more about spreading the love around. Um, Nick Cannon just announced he is <laughs> expecting his 11th baby and his friend Ryan Reynolds was quick to take a jab. We're going to need a bigger model, which he added to a retweet of the people's story that shared the news. One more kid and he can make a cheaper by the dozen remake. 
Uh, thoughts? Dying to hear your take on this. Well, are Ryan and Nick friends? Are they even friends? Ryan Reynolds and Nick Cannon did do a commercial together for Ryan's Aviator Gin. Oh, so okay. there we go with okay. that. But yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a nice guy and he's full of humor. So wherever he's coming from, I don't assume it's from a nefarious, nasty place. Yeah, I was, I I mean, I've heard also, I don't know him personally. I've heard he is a nice guy as well. He he does get a little cheeky and he does get a little sarcastic. So that's how I took it. But I also, I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. It didn't sit well with me. Let the guy do what he wants. Everyone gives him so much for all these kids he's having, but like, who is it hurting? I don't know. I just, I feel like just let him procreate as much as he wants. If everyone involved is okay with the situation, then who are we to say? I don't like to judge people for their life choices. So, well, that is not the answer I was expecting. I don't know what I expected, but you really made me raise an eyebrow and kind of cool my own jets about this because you're right. Let him do his thing. Don't judge. Huh? Wow. Well, thanks for uh, changing my tune about that. I didn't even know how I felt about it, but I, you have completely, you know, illustrated for me how I should be thinking about it. All right, we have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. All right, welcome back. Next story. According to the New York Post, Sydney Sweeney said that she was nervous to work with Dakota Johnson on their upcoming superhero movie, Madam Web, because she's so hot. Sweeney, starring in the new Marvel movie with Johnson, along with Emma Roberts and Adam Scott, the movie is set in the Spider-Man world and it will be about the clairvoyant character, Madam Web. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> First of all, that cast is amazing. It sounds amazing. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I know I a lot of my followers are so into the superhero and Marvel universe. So I'm sure I'll be posting a lot about this movie. Um, listen, like I think that she's giving with that comment. She's giving Dakota the respect as someone who's been in the industry longer, who's been in you know many hit movies. Um, the respect she deserves. I, I don't know. Were, were people put off by the fact that she called her hot and didn't comment on her acting ability? I or- don't know how they were taking the story. What I thought it did was immediately put to bed any potential thoughts, feelings, rumors, or energy that these girls might be in competition. And as a uh- woman who loves women... And who was so upset when people would say when we were making Charlie's Angels that the three of us didn't get along when we were building some of the strongest relationships we will ever have in our lives. I just thought, you know what? People will see the consistency and the friendships when they see it and they can just say whatever they want, I guess. I'm going to trust in the reality of the situation, which is we are sisters and we are truly bonded. And I've always loved women. I've never competed with them. 
Um, growing up in the industry, you get a lot of rejection. A lot of people get parts over you and it's ripe with the energy to be competitive and jealous. And I just thought I will never subscribe to that. It, it took me a little while. It was hard. It was As a kid, you just don't have the equipment to sort of know how to get quickly to the high road, but I found my way. And these kind of comments, I think just sort of annihilate any potential speculation that they had competition. I think way to go, Sydney Sweeney, who, by the way, is the hottest woman also. So it's confident. It's bold. I love it. It's sisterhood. It's congratulatory. It's supportive. It's celebratory. All all women should be doing this for each other. Okay. That is so interesting that that was your take because... I guess I have never heard Dakota or Sydney to be that type of girl, that type of competitive girl, that type of catty girl. So that didn't even enter my mind because I've never heard that about either of them. If it was two other actresses that I or actors that I've heard, um, you know, things like of that vein about maybe I would have thought that way. But that's so interesting that, yeah, the way totally they put to bed any any sort of like conflict on set with that comment. You're right. Yeah, but both of those both of those actresses, honestly, like I said, I've only I've only heard positive things. I oh. love that because I am such an uber fan of both of them, both personally and professionally. I've had the pleasure of knowing Dakota in and around over many decades. And Sydney Sweetie came on our show and it was a while ago. It was like before Euphoria 2 came out and um I think White Lotus had just come out. She was really on the precipice of major stardom. And I was just so in awe of her. And she was nice. She was cool. She was down home. I liked hearing that she loved design so much. I was heartbroken when the younger generation was less than accepting of her family life and where she comes from and that she has you know, all the appeal to younger, hipper, cooler kids, but also comes from a family that is very Americana and, you know, just is different than, you know, I just, I thought, oh, oh, please don't take this lovely girl down for where she comes from. That I didn't feel, I didn't, I, I was, that bummed me out because I think she's, a really great person. And, you know, if she can be ingratiated with everybody, that would make our world a better place if everybody was like, I love this over here and that over there and we'll find the common ground. Let's start, you know, stop being so angry about our differences, the acceptance. Uh, she has my full support. She really does. I'm a huge fan of both Dakota and Sydney. And this is the exact tone women in any industry should be setting, which is, I love that person. I think they're hot. Can't wait to share the space with them. People fear if they lift someone else, they go down. It's the exact opposite. You both rise, period. Now, our next story is something you brought to the table. Yes. Well, speaking of celebrity relationships, um, you know, everyone is like super, super interested in these like rekindling romances. Like mm. are Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, like are they talking? Are they hanging out? Um, and then another one is Bradley Cooper and With, Arena. They've been... Uh, Oh, but they're they've like parents together. together. So of course they're going to be together. I know. But like the pictures that came out recently, like a little PDA, a little, a little like hand around the waist, a hand around the shoulder. Um, and people went crazy for it. Like, I, I'm sure like you just said, like as a celebrity, you realize like these paparazzi pictures make people spin. Like when something like that comes out, like the public starts spinning just from a, a simple picture. And they could have not even been thinking twice about it. You know, maybe she was about to like fall off the curb and like her hand went around his shoulder and the paparazzi got a picture. And now everyone wants to know if they're back together. Um, but yeah, people are spinning over these Bradley Cooper arena pictures. And then Kim and Pete, um, I have heard, I will say, not getting back together, no chance, no how. But I think that there's 
part of the population that love them as a couple. And, you know, we're all hopeless romantics, I guess, at heart, which I kind of love. I do love the way she speaks about him, too. She's so kind about him. She's always singing his praises. And it's just so lovely wherever their relationship goes. I think she sets a great tone for people to learn from and follow, which is, you know, just because things don't work out, where does the love go? It doesn't have to go away. It it can transfer into something else. And we never have to stop being complimentary about that person just because we're not still in a relationship status. I love the way she just sort of so sweet about him. She's always singing his praises. What about Pete? Do you what do you hear about him? Well, before he started dating Kim, you know, I did hear a lot about how he conducts himself in relationships. I heard he was a bit of a love bomber um, from people who had dated him in the past, which is fine. You know, like we say these things and like sometimes I I'm about to post something like that and I'm like, how is this going to be received? Like, is it even worth posting? Because, you know, people act like he's, (laughs) I don't know, like murdering kittens because he's a love bomber. Do you know what I mean? Like fans take this news like so hard sometimes that it's almost like not worth talking about. But yeah, like I hear he's like a bit of a love love bomber. And that doesn't make him a bad person. Oh, my I God. Say. I mean, we just talked about men who are unaccountable and unavailable. And now we're going right. to bash the other side. What do we want? You know, this is no. you can't have it both ways. I, I will <sighs> say that um, every girl that he's dated has done nothing but talk about how wonderful he is. And I'm sorry, but you can't pay people to say that. People don't do favors. Just every woman he's dated has just talked about, oh, I see why he gets all the ladies or, oh, he's so wonderful. Like, you know, maybe it's too much too soon for some people, but everybody says nice things about him. And I've met a lot of people that have worked with him Um, you know, from like wardrobe people or people behind the scenes. And everyone is like, he is the loveliest person. So I have a lot of goodwill towards him. And um, it it seems like he probably needs someone who can match the level of love that he is able to give. Yeah. You know, I think with as far as like his relationship with Kim Kardashian, I do think that they were really into each other. I think her world was too much for him. I think it was like a lot for him to navigate. I think he's like really low key in a way. I mean, I know he's like, you know, in movies and on TV and, you know, a celebrity, but there's a part about him that I, you know, he's from, he still goes back to his hometown in Staten Island and, you know, he loves his mom so much and he lived in his mom's basement. Like he's not like flashy in Hollywood. And I think that maybe that part of her world was hard for him to live in. And that's just my speculation. Nobody really told me that. I did hear that he was a little aggravated with the show and like how he was mentioned on the show or how he was tried, how they tried to like maybe turn him into like a storyline. I did hear rumblings of that. But, um, you know, I just think their worlds are too different. I, I, yeah, I think speaking from experience on this, it it is weird when because relationships have a lot of pressures or their stakes involved in the navigating of them just between the two people intimately in their world, and when you add on the cafeteria style of just heaps and heaps and heaps of you know food and helpings and servings on top of that from what the public sort of how they involve themselves and speculate and put that pressure on it's a lot and it can become a little backbreaking and it's almost hard to get to the root of your own feelings and intimate experiences and back down to just those two people alone together because there's just so much mania going on around it and I've you know I've really not had it to the degree that like the Kim Kardashians have it um I, I just I, I live a different life, um, but I have myself experienced like, wow, I think I like this person, but this just might tip the scales and make me feel overly committed before I'm ready to. And it can it can be tough. You know, imagine anyone who like wants to speculate on someone's relationship 
Get into the shoes of what it would feel like if everyone was speculating on your relationship. (laughs) Put those shoes on and try to empathize with how hard it is already to navigate a relationship. And then you want to, again, load it up, load it up, load it up. It just gets too heavy sometimes. So it, it could have been as simple as that. Like just it's too much. Yeah. And I think that because people loved them together so much that, you know, they're just kind of trying to manifest like this reunion. And one of the outlets was reporting that they were having secret rendezvous at a hotel. I don't think it was reliable. I don't think it was true. Um, But that's just how much everyone loved them being together, which is, I think that's nice. Like that, that, that we all feel that way. I know. know I was going to say, I hope they do at the end of the day, take it as a compliment that people like them both individually so much that they wanted them to be together so it could just double your pleasure as they say in the old Wrigley Spearmint gum world. (laughs) I mean, people were, after they broke up, they were going to the restaurant that he took her to in Staten Island and made signs that said like RIP Keat with like flowers and candles and they put it outside the restaurant. Wow. And somebody that was in Staten Island took a picture and sent it to me. Well, I thought that was real. Actually, I thought that was nice. You know, I was like, People are really mourning the end of this relationship. Well, and, um, and that that goes from so much, you know, pressure and speculation into rooting for people. So all yes. the people out there in the world, if you really want something to work for a couple, please be kind and patient and give them grace. And it'll be a lot easier for them because if you hound their every move, it's going to probably break them at some point. Well, wow. That just made me think like, may, like sh- maybe I should stop posting about couples. I post a lot of relationship stuff because, you know, there is that part of like what I do that people want the salacious stuff. And I won't post about certain subjects. There's just certain things I will not post about. So I feel like relationships is kind of like fair game. But after this conversation, I'm like, Ooh, maybe I got to tone it back. It's, it's hard. You know, I think some people really take it to heart and they, they just, they realize that they want to run away from something because they want to go back to something more intimate and private. That's not speculated on. And it just adds a, a pressure. It's like, oh, we've gone on a few dates and everybody assumes we're now basically getting married. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people I've known in the industry that gave up before something started because they couldn't take the pressure of it. Really? Oh, yeah. We're all in a bit of a risky business. And right, there are just things said and done about everybody in every town and every co-working situation and every everything. So again, don't listen to the public no comment decree. Make yourself clear. Have mea culpas. Be human. Apologize. Speak and say when something doesn't feel right. Let's just all be better communicators and advocators for ourselves. So thank you so much for this time. I really hope we can do it again. Are you kidding me? Like anytime. Anytime. Like we could do like a a dream (laughs) I love that. I also feel like I kind of had like a therapy session. Like I have a lot to think about when we hang up. I'm not going to lie. Like I have, I'm reconsidering like my relationship, what I post, like everything. Oh my God. Um, See, thoughtful people don't, uh, you know, not thoughtful people don't do that. And I I just would love to play more. I, you know, I do think there's such an attraction to your world. Um, You know, these things are not going anywhere anytime soon. So your brand is more fun and more spirited and people love it. So keep doing your thing. Keep evolving. Like I said, Um, we're all works in progress, but like, let's do more. Let's do another podcast. Let's do the show. I'll keep your anonymity. I'll do it in any way you see fit. Okay. I I mean, I appreciate your support. I mean, it's wow. Thank you so much. I'm like speechless. I don't even know what to say. Thank you. Well, I'm a huge fan. And, and, (laughs) and I, I, I hope you know that all of my of readers and audience like love you too as well like your name always pops up um when we're talking about like you know the nicest celebrities or 
the not so nice celebrities, always the nicest. You're I'm always so on the nice glad. list. And, and when people ask me that question, like other reporters or if I'm on someone else's podcast, people love the question. Like, who do I think the nicest celebrities are? And you're always on that list and they always agree. So just know that I mean, I'm sure you do know your reputation is like top tier, top notch in the industry. Thank you. Everyone. It means a lot to me. I really love people. And I just, I want everybody to get treated well. That's what they deserve and nothing less. However, you know, everybody gets alley cat when they get messed with. So (laughs) I empathize with that too. All right. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. And that is the end of our podcast. Um, Please go ahead and tell anyone you know, you like share in the Dumois spirit, the encounter, which is really the word I fell in love with because I think it sets a tone. So if you'd like a Drew's News encounter or you have a hearing or a sighting or whatever, just share and spread the word. That's how Dumois functions. That's how we function by word of mouth. So thank you for listening. And I just have to say, we make all of this for you. So Take it with you. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcast app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that.